Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Gina Bianca podcast, where we talk about life, business, entrepreneurship, the beauty industry, and beyond. My name is Gina Bianca, life and business coach, salon owner, educator, mastermind mentor, and your host of the Gina Bianca podcast. What is up, everyone? Thanks for listening to the Gina Bianca podcast. This week, we have a hot topic. Uh, Someone in my mastermind group posted anonymously, and I'm going to read you the post. She says, he or she or they says, I'm trying to navigate how to fire my employee. She's brought me in great money and a steady clientele, but it's been one thing after the other. Many verbal warnings, etc. I need to rip the bandaid off and quit making excuses for them. However, with an established clientele, I'm trying to figure out how to do everything once she's been let go. Help. So this is a great question, and I have to be honest with you, I have missed a lot of good opportunities to fire someone, and I know that sounds crazy, but let me explain. So as a salon owner, if you're in your salon and you look around and there's amazing people doing their job, they have a great attitude, they show up on time, they follow the culture, you know, they're just a great overall person to have in your business. And then you look and you have somebody who is not agreeing with the culture, somebody who shows up late or shows up looking like they just rolled out of bed or maybe they're unprofessional with clients, et cetera, et cetera this person will tarnish your entire team. If your great team members see this person and they're not following what they need to be doing, it's going to look, it's going to show your other team members, why should I go above and beyond, right? If this person can get away with this. And it's something that will build resentment with your team. So I want to hop right into it and help you out with this because in the past for me, I have had situations happen where, you know, this person brings in a ton of money and if they leave, it's definitely going to rock my books a little bit. And it's almost like you turn the other cheek and you say, okay, well, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. Well, eventually it will be so bad and you could lose some great employees because of this one bad apple or some great renters because of this one bad apple. So what can you do? to avoid situations like this from happening and to, you know, let somebody go gracefully, right? Like, how do you do that? So we'll talk about it in a context for both booth renters and employee-based salons. And I think it's really important to talk about both because there are both in the industry today. So I'm a booth rental salon owner. I was an employee-based salon owner. So I kind of have context from both. And I've made some mistakes hiring and firing people. And I'll tell you right now um, what I did right and what I did wrong. So what I did wrong in my employee-based salon and what I've done wrong in my booth rental salon is I have accepted just anybody. You know, someone will tell me like this amazing story and, you know, I work on it in therapy and I am easily seduced by a good story. You know, I'm easily seduced by a good story. So your last salon was horrible and toxic or you're going through stuff personally and like all of these things. Like I'm so easily seduced by a good story. It's something that I'm really working on and it still happens to me today. I'm so easily seduced. And um, it's something that I have to work on as an owner, as a leader and as a human being, right? I'm easily taken advantage of if you give me a good story. So... 
it all comes down to getting the right people in there. So if you go all the way back to hiring people, you want to make sure you have a great hiring system in place. And if you're in my mastermind group, you know we did a few episodes on this uh, in our power sessions. We had an amazing expert come in and talk about, you know, quiet quitting. She talked about how to onboard people and find the right people and how to interview people. It was a really great episode. But to kind of sum it up, you want to make sure you have a good hiring system in place. And what that hiring system looks like is going to be different for every business. So for us at the network, when we're marketing and promoting, we try to be very clear and concise about what the position is, what we have to offer and the pay, right? So if we're trying to get renters, you know, we very transparently talk about the rental price and what it includes. If we're looking to hire someone at the desk, we talk about transparently the pay and what their responsibilities will be because we don't want someone blindsided uh, when they come in and they realize they have to clean. Oh my God, we don't want to clean. Um, you know, cause it's happened, right? Like we'll pay you X amount of dollars. This is what you're going to be doing. And we're super clear on that. We don't like seduce people and get them in, I guess seduce is the word of the day. Um, we don't like, you know, get people in and, you know, blindside them later. So being very clear about what the position has to offer. And if you're hiring employees uh, for your salon, whether they be, uh, you know, seasoned stylists where they have a clientele or a new stylist with training, we want to let them know exactly what that's going to look like. So having great job descriptions is key. And if this is something you don't have, you may want to take some time and figure it out because you don't want to hire someone without a job description and expectations. The next thing you need is a culture contract. You need to be very clear about what's acceptable and what's not. What does on time look like? How do they request time off? What happens if they get pregnant and, and have a baby? What happens if somebody dies in their family and they need time off? What like Be very clear about all the leave that they get. Be very clear about what that looks like. I mean, with booth renters, I mean, you have your own business. You got to pay your rent. At the network, we all come together and we do a fundraiser for the staff and we pay for their rent and I match whatever we raise for them. So we work in more of a community setting when it comes to our renters. And unfortunately, we've had a lot of situations where our renters needed time off and uh, the staff will donate whatever they can to a Venmo account. I match whatever they donate and we take care of the rent for the artist. Uh, that's just a side note. But you want to make sure you have a clear culture contract. So what do you expect from your staff and what should they expect from you? And then what happens if that's not delivered? How do we figure that out, right? So we promise our staff that the salon will be kept clean. We promise the staff support staff. We promise, uh, you know, we, we promise a lot to them. We promise that we have a monthly town hall meeting, a monthly survey, and then we promise them that they can definitely come to us, you know, if they need coaching or one-to-one -one support with their business. And we stand by that, right? And we, the monthly meeting, we do it every single month and we just touch base on anything going on, any classes coming up, and we touch base on all of that. And what we expect from them is for them to pay their rent on time. We expect for them to clean up after themselves. We expect for them to not bring drama into the salon and to be kind to others. Uh, we we kind of lay out what we expect. So from the beginning, everyone's on the same page. And if I do have to coach somebody or if my manager has to coach somebody, they have something to read off of. That's what's important. You can't be going on the fly with stuff. So you want to make sure the job descriptions, your handbook, and the culture contract are all dialed in. If you don't have any of this dialed in and you have to fire someone, you're going to have some serious uncertainty because nobody knows what's going on, including you. 
okay? So you may have in your head what you want to happen, but you need to get it written down on paper. You know, people don't fail, systems fail. So if your system is not written on, on paper, then easier chance for everything to get screwed up, okay? So first things first, you want to get the right person in there. You want to have the expectations laid out and uh, you want to have everything written down on paper. Okay. So say somebody comes in and you notice uh, immediately that they need some coaching on things. And this happens at the network. You know, we have a strict policy that all guests must enter the main entrance. And some of the stylists forget to tell their guests where to enter and they'll be banging on the back door and that disturbs the artist on the back wall. So we will immediately go to the renter, speak to them face to face and say, you need to send them this text message. This is disturbing the people on the back of the back of the uh, wall. You cannot just let your guests come in wherever they want. You must send them this text. And they're like, oh, okay, sorry, I forgot. You know, if the, the artist has a client and they come in with four kids, we will go straight to the artist during the service. We'll say, hey, listen, we can't have kids in the salon as part of the policy. Like, did you, you know, did you send this to your client? You know, we'll speak to them after the service or like as soon as we can speak to them right away because the artists at the network are already looking at the manager saying, are you going to handle this? Because this is a policy. So we cannot sit here and ignore the policies that we set, right? So we will coach in the moment whenever possible without disrupting the service. You know, we're not going to go up and make the client feel uncomfortable, but we will definitely, you know, go up to the stylist and say, hey, listen, this is, this is against the policy. This cannot happen again. And then if it happens again, we will go up to the client and say, hey, like, you know, we typically we don't allow children unless they're getting an appointment, you know, next time, just so you know, and we'll make sure that we're standing by the policy. And some of you listening be like, oh, my God, I would be so mad if that happened. But no, like it's against the rules. And if there are no rules and nobody is standing up for those rules, then why should any of the people who are following the rules continue to do so? It's very important to coach in the moment if you can. Lucky for us at the network, we really don't have a lot of issues. And anytime we've had to nip something in the bud, it has never happened again. Right. So this is something that we take pride in in protecting the staff who pay a lot of money to rent here. OK, so if you're an employee based salon owner and you find this person is coming in late, you coach in the moment right away. That way, it's not like you're letting something sit for five weeks and then you throw everything in their face. You got to literally just coach in the moment and stick to the rules. Right. If there are no rules, what's the point? Okay, so those are a few ways to kind of find the right people and then make sure that they're following the rules and following the systems. And you don't have to have 5,000 crazy rules and systems, but just some basics that are meant to make the salon run smoothly. Before we continue on with the episode and I share with you how to fire someone, I want to let you know and remind you that I am on tour go ahead and visit www.ginabianca.com and you'll see all of my upcoming classes. In my classes, we don't just do hair. We talk about hair. We talk about business. We go through color placement. I have a live model that I go through and the model is different every single time. The questions that you all ask are different every single time. And each of my classes are unique in their own ways. We also cover pricing. We cover boundaries. And my class this year, my masterclass, includes a whole online program 
that you can take home with you so you can master your pricing, you can stay inspired behind the chair, and you'll get 10 color videos to expand your skill set and master your skill set. So it's just a ton of value. And I'm visiting a bunch of cities. You can visit GinaBianca.com to see where I'm going. And then if you miss my tour this year, maybe you're listening to this later in the year, I am doing a hands-on tour uh, toward the end of the year where we're going to be doing some hands-on hair color and focusing on social media. And I am also going to be hosting a ton of amazing, brilliant educators at the Network Salon. So if you're in New England or if you want to fly in and see us at the Network, we have some incredible classes coming up in the experience that we offer at the network is just unparalleled. We have an incredible team that puts these events together and we have such a great time and it's just wonderful to see the industry come together within our salon. So we hope to see you either at one of my classes or at the network classes. We are so excited to be bringing these amazing educators in. Okay, let's get back to the episode. All right, I'm talking a little fast today, but I think it's because I'm really hyped about this subject. (laughs) All right, so we talked about how to find the right people to come into your space, whether you're booth, rental, or employees. There are more resources available for you in my mastermind group if you need more resources as far as hiring people and, you know, really learning more as a salon owner. I have a whole section for salon owners and mastermind, but we also talked about coaching in the moment, and this is critical. Like, as a leader, you have to be okay with having difficult conversations and nipping things in the bud. You got to squash things as soon as you see them. If you see something, say something. And if you act like this as a leader, you know, you want to have boundaries. You don't want to ambush someone in the middle of their client or on the floor, but you want to be able to speak with the stylist in private and let them know, hey, this is what's going on. This is what we'd prefer to see. You know, I want to just let you know that this is, you know, got to change. It's got to change. And your staff will respect you as a leader and they will appreciate you protecting what you say you offer, right? So worst case scenario, you know, things keep happening and this artist may be bringing in a ton of money and they, but they aren't a good fit and you know, they aren't a good fit. And what you're doing is you're wasting a good opportunity to fire someone and let your team know what's acceptable and what's not. And it doesn't have to be this big drawn out thing. Just like, Hey, this is not a good fit. You know, we, we strive to be this way. And this person, you know, maybe they're better off doing something else because they don't fit with our team. They're not doing the things that, you know, we pride ourselves on doing. And you're going to show your team what's acceptable by making these decisions. And you can't make them lightly, you know. So coaching in the moment and giving them a few chances to rectify whatever it is that they're doing. So I'm also going to talk about at the end of this episode some non-negotiables in where I would fire someone right away with no warning. (laughs) So you want to make sure that those are drawn out in your contracts as well. But Anyways, if you do have to let somebody go and you've had multiple conversations with them, I would say three conversations is the max I will go to give someone warnings. Uh, What I would do is I would schedule some time with them to talk, uh, maybe make it a review or something, you know, uh, very quickly. Just be like, hey, you know, it's been 90 days. You've been here. I want to check in with you. Or, hey, it's been 30 days. You've been in here. I want to check in with you. Hey, it's been a few years. You've been in. I want to do a check in with you and speak with them. And, you know, you could sit down and I would start the conversation. And my manager, Ashley, uh, Ashley Albert at Get Schooled by Schley, she's my main manager here at the network and she's incredible. And, you know, she she's wonderful at, at speaking with people, even if it's negative. 
But, um, you know, what you're going to do is you're going to share with them like things that have been going good. Just be like, hey, you know, I see you're a very busy stylist. I see you do beautiful work. You know, unfortunately, what I have to bring up is, you know, the few times I have spoken with you about these key issues, it, it doesn't seem like it's getting any better. And I think it will be better for both of us if you started looking for a different place to work. And, you know, I don't want to leave on bad terms, but I just really don't feel like it's a good fit because each time I've spoken with you about these things, I haven't seen a change. And what I have to do is I have to practice what I preach in my business and I have to make sure I'm protecting the systems and the team that we have. So no hard feelings, but I think it's time for you to look for a different place to work. And I'd love to hear from you, you know, when you think you can make that happen. And I think it's time for us to end our professional relationship, but I am willing to work with you while you find a new place to work. Right. So you want to just like tell them a few good things like you don't want to totally like beat them up as a human being but just share with them we're ending the professional relationship and how can I support you to your next step and some people this may be the biggest gift you can give them you know they say that the term firing someone comes from the action of firing a gun and when you fire a gun you release the bullet so by firing someone you're releasing them so for some people this may be the best thing that has ever happened to them and I would frame it as like you know it's clear to me you you need a little more independence or maybe the structure we have here doesn't work for you so let me help you find a different place or let me support you on the next step of your journey. And you can't control how they're going to respond to that, but you can control how you respond to them and how you deliver this information. So it is very scary to fire someone. Like you get a really bad stomach ache before. It is not fun. You don't look forward to it. And when it's over, you definitely feel like crap. But then the big weight that's been bothering you is just lifted off your shoulders. So it is good, you know, at the end of it. So I would recommend framing it in a way that they're not a horrible person. They're just not fitting in with the culture and systems that you have going on and for that reason it's time to end the professional relationship but I'd love to support you you know in any way shape or form that I can it's best to do this toward the end of the day or in the morning but it's not really great to do this to someone before they have a full book of clients so if you can schedule it off-site or if you could schedule it uh, at the end of the day where they don't have to go serve clients, you don't know how they're going to react, that would be the best practice for me. So the best thing I could say is frame it as a review or a check-in and then just do it. And, you know, if you're a stylist listening to this and you're like, this is why I get stressed out every time my manager wants to talk to me. <laughs> Listen, you got nothing to worry about if you're not causing shit. Like if you're causing shit in the salon and you're not coachable and you are, you know, not doing the best job that you can, maybe you do have something to worry about, but that's part of being an employee. But I do find that, you know, to, in this day and age, people are so sensitive. Like even my managers, I'll be like, hey, can you talk? And they'll be like, am I getting fired? And I'm like, why do you think that? Like, am I that intimidating? And they're like, no, I just have anxiety. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, I understand, but it, you got nothing to worry about if you're doing the best that you can. If you're not doing the best that you can, if you're ignoring the systems and policies that are in place and you're just going along doing your own thing when you know the place is run a certain way, then maybe you should feel a little bit anxious, right? So I wouldn't get too anxious if your, your boss comes to you for a check-in. You know, and if they do, you could say, is everything okay? And, you know, can we meet as soon as possible if you want to just get that over with? But for the most part, like you're fine unless you've got, you know, something going on that you've been coached on multiple times and you're still not getting better. Right. So now that you kind of know how to let someone go, how to fire someone, 
you know, it, it really depends on your business too. Like if you're an employee-based salon and your staff is making commission, you know, that stylist is going to probably take over their column and bring them with them. So it's something to think about and it can be financially scary. But, you know, if the client really loves your salon and your brand and they go with this uh, person to a different salon, they could be back. So I would frame it with your clients, you know, you're going to have to work with the stylist on this. It really depends on your salon. In my salon, we contacted all the clients and we moved them to a different stylist. And this was pretty rude of us to the stylist and to the clients. So if it were me today, I would say to the client, hey, want to let you know that Sally is moving forward. Would you like me to pass your information off to her? And if they say, yes, please do that, then you could say, okay, great. You're welcome back here anytime. We wish you nothing but the best, whatever. And this is better than the stylist having access to all of the client information because that's a privacy po policy violation of the salon to the client. You know, some of the stylists today, they're like, well, I deserve all my client info. Okay, great. Why don't you make a Facebook or an Instagram and build your own brand and have the clients come to you? Because me as an owner, I'm not giving out client information without permission from the client because that's a violation of the privacy policy with the company. You can't just be giving people's phone numbers, emails, and addresses and names out to random people. And even if you have been seeing that guest for a long time, maybe that guest doesn't want to go with you right? And it's not always like that. A lot of the time the guest will want to follow the stylist and that's perfectly fine. But as a stylist, if I were working commission, working uh, under a company, I would be building my own brand and make sure my clients could contact me if they wanted to. I wouldn't get stonewalled by the salon and lose my business. It just is what it is today, right? So if you're a salon owner, I would have a system in place where you can contact the guest, give them the option, and then leave the door open. I wouldn't say, come back and get 50% off. I mean, I get why you would do that, and I've done that in the past, but it just looks a little desperate, and you want to leave it in the choice of the the client, right? But you don't want to just give all the client info away to the stylist because some clients will be very upset with you if you do this. So having a system where you give the client a choice and then letting the stylist know this is the verbiage that we're using and I will give you the client names of the people who want to be reached out to by you. That's what I would do. And the stylist hopefully trusts you enough to do this, right? So um, that's how I would handle it as a salon owner. So calling the, the clients, giving them the choice. If you can't get in touch with them, let them know that you move their appointment with someone else at the same day and time. But if they want that stylist information, please call us back. We will happily give you their information so that you could reach out to them directly. That's the most professional way to do it. A lot of stylists won't agree with this, but you have to realize as a salon owner, it's a liability to hand out client info. It's not professional and it just is what it is. So I think we covered a lot. Um, here's a few things I would fire someone for without notice and pretty much without a care in the world. So people who use racial slurs within the salon, which believe it or not happens, it has not happened here, thank God. Um, but I've heard from a lot of my clients that I coach and mentor with and in mastermind, um, I got to let this person go. She used the N word in the salon. She's using the R word in the salon freely. She's talking about her political beliefs. She's talking about all of these things and it's making people feel weird. It's making people uncomfortable and it's not our vibe. Um, I would just let someone know firm warning. Like I would immediately firm warning. If I hear this again, you're done. 
If I hear this again, you're out of here. You can't talk like this. It's 2023. You're working in a place of business. McDonald's would fire you for this. If I hear it again, we're done. Firm, firm warning if I heard some uh, political stuff or things that are uncomfortable. If I heard the N-word in my salon, if I heard people using the R-word or using like extreme profanity, I would immediately be like, you need to stop. This is not going to work out. Like the fact that you could even think you could talk like this in a place of business, absolutely not. I already know that's the biggest red flag. Someone who thinks they can talk like that in a business, that is a major red flag because they obviously are dense. Like they obviously do not know how to conduct themselves in a professional environment. And this is just point blank, honest truth. I'm not going to filter it for you guys. They're not smart if they think they could talk like this. So that's a major red flag. And I'll be like, listen, after hearing you speak with your client today on the floor in front of other people, I do not think it's a good fit. I'm going to give you three days to pack up and go. You know, thank God I've never had to do this. But if it's going to come down to that, that's just how it just be like that sometimes. Right. So anyways, I talked really fast on this episode and I think it's just because I'm excited and a little wired about this topic because it is a hot topic. Right. So, yeah, we talked about a lot. I'm trying to think of what I missed. Oh, sexual harassment, touching someone without their consent. Uh, things like that. These are non-negotiables or people with hate speech towards LGBTQ, anything like that. Like, and there are people who will stand behind the chair and talk with their, talk with their client about the way the world is and how could this happen and who he, she, they, them. they will get so upset over this topic when in reality, just mind your own business. Mind your own business. It's not affecting you personally. Just shut up about it. Like if you're sitting there talking to your clients about this in front of other staff, even if you feel that they feel the same way or you feel like you've got this big audience that supports you, shut up. Talk to your client about their hair. Talk to your client about the, so- the problems you can solve for them with products. Talk to them about the freaking Grammys, whatever. Do not talk about political views or beliefs that you have about other people that have nothing to do with you and that are controversial. Please, for the love of God, do every salon owner a favor and just stop. And if I hear people talk like this, like we're a safe space salon, we expect accept anybody who walks into our salon, regardless of race, gender, uh, sexual orientation, any of those things. We are a safe space. We do hair. We are not a political organization. So if anybody on my team, anybody were to ever speak like this publicly in front of clients, in front of other staff, they'd be let go immediately. And that would give me the opportunity as the owner to show my team that I actually mean what I say and that will protect them. And I'm not going to let them go home with this stress. So, you know, it's really the stylist's fault at that point. If they're if they really think they could speak like this, like McDonald's would fire you. Why are you speaking like this in a small business? Right. So anyways. We talked a lot today about a lot of different things, but I hope this episode helps you feel confident as an owner to create a beautiful culture with systems and values. And I hope that it shows you, you know, what's not acceptable and how to handle those situations. So I'll let you go and I'll see you guys on the next one. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and rest of your week. And be sure to share this podcast, share this episode if it spoke to you or if you think the industry could benefit from it, share it with a friend. And I can't can't wait to see you on the next one.